From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for December the 11th of the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about the results are in. Obama FBI misled the court to spy on the Donald Trump campaign. Art Moore with the details. WND.com doing a phenomenal job breaking that down for us. Michael Horowitz, Obama FBI misled court to spy on Donald Trump. Mark Meadows, representative, says, wow, this is bad. It's every bit as bad as advertised. The FBI's application was filled with errors, omissions, and uncooperated evidence. Wow. Uh, uncooperated information knowingly. Let me say that again. The FBI knowingly withholding exculpatory information and using defensive briefings to literally spy on the Donald Trump campaign. The FBI flat out turns into a criminal enterprise. Sam Bushman, this is my quote. The unconstitutional FBI is a criminal enterprise and needs to be shut down immediately. The FBI now is supposedly conducting a terrorism investigation into the shooting that took place. I guess there's two of them in two different bases. I guess uh, the one in Florida, new information about the training that this Muslim is receiving at the uh, facility there. And um, anyway, it's a disaster. But I'm telling you, the unconstitutional FBI is a criminal enterprise and needs to be shut down. You look at the common man. This is the point I made yesterday. You look at the common man yesterday, Ammon Bundy. Now, I'm not saying he's the lowest on the totem pole, but he represents you and I, ladies and gentlemen, John Q. Public, Mr. and Mrs. America. And they literally withheld exculpatory evidence in Ammon Bundy's case to where the judge got sick of the criminal activity by the FBI and literally shut the case down. Poor Ammon Bundy lost two years of his life in prison for what? No charges? They even tased his attorney, Marcus Mumford, in court at the end of it all. Okay? This is a criminal enterprise, folks. And then all the way up to the President of the United States, they literally used, uh, in my opinion, illegal surveillance on foreign powers. That was the justification to create this bogus law in the first place. Then the FBI uses this to literally tamper in the elections, to literally spy on the President of the United States. If it's from Ammon Bundy to the President, you and I fall somewhere in between, don't we? Okay, I mean, the FBI has literally turned into a criminal enterprise. No one, I repeat, no one seems to want to do anything about that. Our good friend Larry Pratt, welcome back, sir. And what do you say to that reality check? Well, Sam, I think your um, description of the FBI is correct. There's no provision in our Constitution 
for law enforcement functions being carried out at the federal level. Now, you, you could say, okay, for protection of the president and so forth, um, counterfeiting money, because those are explicitly uh, provided for. Yeah, they're narrow and defined as the terms the founders would use. Yeah. So, uh, but otherwise, these are functions that uh, were intended to be left at the state, uh, preferably even the local level. And when we have a uh, an outfit that doesn't really have a connection to anybody locally, you can't even get a governor to go into an FBI office and have any particular clout. Um, they they're just kind of out there and independent, and that's not the American way. So uh, I, I think we set up something uh, right at the very beginning uh, by forgetting how it is we're supposed to be doing law enforcement. Now, what I find interesting is it's not just like they made some mistakes, some errors and omissions. They literally knowingly withheld in Ammon Bundy's case, and now the case for the president of the United States, this means everyone between these two examples. This means everyone. There's nobody off limits. They can literally knowingly withhold exculpatory evidence. That's evidence that would change the case if it were known, right? I mean, this is need-to-know information, evidence or information, right? They did it to the Bundys, and uh, I suspect they've done it in many other cases, but it's hard to get at that information because really the only ones that they're sort of kind of uh, uh, responsible to are the folks in the Congress. And you and I know that the the Congress uh, is doing a whole lot more things than worry about some minutiae. But not really to the Congress because, understand, this happened under the president's Obama's watch and the FBI, and I don't think Congress even knew about the details until it was too late and until the Republicans lost power, and now the Democrats are on their witch hunt. And so I don't even know that they're accountable to Congress in this case. They're almost actually aided and abetted by Congress. As a practical matter, I'm afraid that's the way it has uh, worked out. And so we've, and things like that could happen at the state or even at the local level, and they have. Uh, but we've also been able to rectify them. Where have we gotten things straightened out with the FBI? Uh, when the, um, uh, the Davidians got themselves wiped out, uh, that was the FBI that did that, and they overrode all the local officials. The, the county officials had really nothing to say about what they were doing. Those were FBI tanks in there. Uh, and Lavoy Finnegan's dead at the hands of the FBI and the state police. We don't even know. We can't even get to the bottom of who really uh, literally issued the fatal shot, right? That's exactly right. Uh, to a guy, uh, let's underscore, who, uh, by as w- far as we can tell, by all accounts, had his hands in the air. Uh, he had come out of the car, from what the uh, folks inside said, uh, to try to talk this thing out. Why? Why was this happening? He, you know, had no idea. Uh, well, of course, they were ambushed by uh, the FBI, and it looks like they were intending uh, to get somebody. They were going to. Uh, there was going to be blood that day. When they and, claim he might have, you know, been reaching for a gun, he had a gun in his pocket or in his, you know, jacket pocket or whatever else. But my response is, you're out in the middle of nowhere. The guy can't go anywhere without his vehicle. There's no reason you couldn't have just backed off and waited to see what he was really going to do or what his real intent was. Most people look at that and say he was struggling to st- stagger through the snow. 
they were out of uh, uh, handgun range. He was taken out with a rifle and a scope. Uh, so your point is exactly on the money. Uh, if he had been going for a gun, if he were going to try to shoot it, it wouldn't have been a danger to any of the FBI. Now, am I overstating this? Look, you got the IRS. Uh, Lois Lerner's free. Steve Stockman's in prison for trying to hold Lois Lerner to account. The IRS and the FBI have become the criminal organizations of America. One of the two will take you out, sir, if they don't like you. I don't care if you're the president of the United States, buddy. And so, here, you know, you've mentioned Stockman. We've talked about him as a member of Congress, and uh, they weren't intimidated by that at all because they knew that Stockman was uh, such an iconoclast that the powers that be in the Congress weren't going to defend him. They weren't going to go to bat for him, and they didn't. And uh, they were perfectly happy to see him silenced, uh, salted away uh, in a federal lockup. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough stuff when you you go after the federal government. Uh, you're taking on some real bad stuff and uh, we don't have accountability. There's no where are the hearings to find out uh, what was done to uh, Steve Stockman? Uh, why? You know, <laughs> uh, what has ever happened to Lois Lerner? Uh, she was breaking the law uh, maybe once a week, uh, sticking it to organizations seeking a special tax status, which the law uh, sets up for them, but it has to be granted by the IRS. And she was, uh, if you were conservative, you weren't going to get that status from Lois Lerner. Uh, she's a lawbreaker. She has suffered no consequences whatsoever. <laughs> and back to your point, Steve Stockman's in jail for having blown the whistle on Lois Lerner. Now, they can say it's about some kind of corruption or some kind of finance shenanigans or whatever else. But what? It took four grand juries. And, and, and it, you know, I don't know about the double jeopardy. We're talking quadruple jeopardy going on. Um, they had a witch hunt for Steve Stockman. What I find fascinating is Donald Trump hasn't really lifted a finger to defend Steve. But now, really, they're using the same tactics that have worked so well to put Steve in prison to go after the president. Right. I, I think there's isn't it identical that. tactics. And and I think we need to go back to your point uh, at the beginning of our conversation that that uh, Steve Stockman is just one of so many different things. Uh, even if he had been on Trump's bucket list of things to do, and somehow I doubt it, um, it's, it's got to be so many things that are being dealt with first, things that are crises, things that are uh, on fire, uh, that just got to be dealt with a crisis every day. And, you know, Stockman is not, in that sense of the word, a crisis. He's just sitting locked up where nobody really cares and sees and thinks about him at all and uh, so yeah that's how it happens and uh, but if we're talking about Ammon Bundy representing Joe Q public we're talking about a congressman we're talking about Donald Trump's under siege but Barack's free even though Barack used the FBI as a weaponized unconstitutional agency the IRS being used as a weaponized unconstitutional agency at some point you say do we even have justice in America anymore sir and if this is allowed to stand against the president where will we be then they'll be given carte blanche attack anybody use the methods of mutual or whatever you want to call it destruction against anybody they want weaponize any agency anytime anywhere zero accountability they will clearly have demonstrated they're above the law now i hate to admit that but i'm telling you i see the writing on the wall larry pratt with us sam bushman kirk crosby this is the one and only
Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. All right, I made some pretty bold statements on the radio. I'm calling the IRS a criminal organization. I'm calling the FBI a criminal organization. I'm telling you that certain people in America in the swamp are above the law, it seems, and they're weaponizing these government agencies against our own, whether it be John Q. Public and Ammon Bundy, whether it be a congressman and Steve Stockman, whether it be the president of the United States, the same tactics are being used, and they're flat-out criminal. And I'm telling you right now, if we don't do something about it, they're going to take the gloves off and the abuse we're going to see if this is allowed to stand. That's my point. Larry, what do you say? Yeah, I think that would be one way to emphasize the importance of the election next year, uh, that if Trump were somehow not to be reelected, the, the problems that we've been discussing that haven't been addressed in these, at least these two federal agencies, and there are other agencies, but, you know, we don't need to go there now. We don't have time. Uh, but if... If uh, Trump were uh, not reelected, uh, these problems would become critical. Uh, they're bad enough now, but they've been kind of almost like tests or probes. Uh, what are you going to do about this? And if they get away with it, then they keep doing a little bit more. 
infecting more people. Uh, now, Trump's been fighting back, and that's got them going crazy because they're not used to Republicans fighting back. Uh, it infuriates them, uh, first of all, that he got elected. Secondly, that he fights back when they object to his having been elected and ref- and do everything they can to uh, get him out of office. And he's, he's not playing by the rules they set up. Not constitutional rules, but for sure. It's kind of the rules of the mafia that uh, is uh, kind of a nice-looking knee you got there. Sure, hey, for anything to happen to that, you know. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's the kind of thuggery that uh, normally gets people in line. And to Trump's credit, uh, he's not buying that. Uh, most of the time, he fights back, and uh, uh, you and I have already identified some areas where we think he should have been uh, more on his game, but uh, I'm willing to concede that uh, his plate's pretty full. Yeah, and he's one man, he's being under he's under siege uh, literally uh, on every side, and what I don't understand is nobody, and this is what I don't, I don't get, nobody is able to create accountability for the wrongdoing by others. So Lois Lerner, uh, Hillary Clinton. Let me give you another example to make this point that I really think we have a row to hoe here. All right. Nancy Pelosi caught colluding with the United Nations to restore funding and surrender our sovereignty. She literally went to this climate accord thing and literally promised funding. Now, Barack Obama signed the treaty without ever seeking the advice or consent of the Congress, as the Constitution requires, his signature's illegitimate. And so you get this situation where literally Obama signed something he had no authority to sign. Now you have Nancy Pelosi literally doubling down and going overseas. That's a high crime, a, a treasonous act. Well, and I think you've mentioned the the magic word, uh, money, funding, uh, if, uh, if the FBI, for example, suffered a massive funding cut or a cut that was directed, say, to the top echelons where uh, so much of these terrible things have been uh, directed from and sanctioned by, uh, if the same thing were done at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, if the same thing were done at the Environmental Environmental Protection Agency, which has literally on occasion declared that a navigable water on somebody's property they coveted uh, was a puddle that uh, formed after some rains, um, being a basically dry area. So this is the the kind of chicanery that the federal agencies and the Bundys we've uh, discussed, uh, um, uh, this kind of stuff has not been at all addressed, and I think the one thing that would really get their attention in Washington is money, because these folks are very well paid, none of them are volunteers, and if they realize that, well, they may not be able to send me to jail for whatever reason, but if I'm no longer uh, getting a paycheck, uh, (laughs) boo-hoo. But I'm saying, uh, you know what, Nancy Pelosi literally going overseas, uh, acting as if she has greater authority or somehow competing authority than the president. It, it sends this message internationally um, that's problematic, to say the least. It violates the Constitution. I yes. submit to you that it's really a crime of treason. 
You can't just go do that. What if I just went overseas and started meeting with Kim Jong-un and I started saying, hey, Donald's goofy. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. He's And look, I'm going to put this together and hey, I, I can talk to Nancy and I can talk to um, uh, Bernie Sanders and I can talk to Ocasio-Cortez and I, I'm telling you, <laughs> just ignore Donald, um, and Kim, we can, and wouldn't they have me up, strung up for treason? Uh, you would think uh, that's you've you've kind of described uh, something that would certainly be unconstitutional, uh, and yet that's exactly what uh, Pelosi has done, and other uh, United States persons have done from time to time, acting outside uh, the the legal channels. Now I want to talk about impeachment here related to this because I think we can. In- Peach, or we can recall congressmen and senators. I think that's what what needs to be done to Nancy, even if we don't go as far as pushing to highlight the criminal activity taking place. But here's what I find interesting. The radicals first changed their accusations from a quid pro quo to bribery. And then at the 11th hour, they changed again in the actual articles of, of impeachment that they have now. There's two of them. One is obstruction of Congress, and the other one is an abuse of power. Now, I don't know what obstruction of Congress means. Do you, Larry? agreeing with uh, the congressional leadership. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but wait a minute. I thought that the three branches of government were supposed to stand on their own and act as a check and balance. That would highlight the disagreement, saying, hey, there's three branches, and they're all designed to check each other and stop each other and push back against one another. And that's the very design our founders, that's the whole concept, the genius of what we call a republic, sir. And it's uh, the view of the Democrats in Congress that uh, somehow that's a terrible thing. Uh, and to have anybody disagree, to have a, a president take them to court uh, to underscore his disagreement, uh, that that somehow is an impeachable uh, offense. Uh, that's the game that these folks are playing. But we know what they mean by impeachment. It means we don't accept your victory in November of 2016, and we're going to call that illegitimate because we just don't accept it. And so that's been there from before Trump was actually installed in office, inaugurated. Maxine Waters, uh, one of the congressmen who's out on the far left, was demanding his impeachment. He hadn't even done anything yet. He hadn't even walked down Pennsylvania. The only thing he had done is sat there uh, innocently and got spied on at that point by the current president at the time, Barack Hussein. We don't even know if that guy's a legitimate citizen, by the way. Uh, And and then this guy, and and we allow this to happen, and then if I bring it up, they're just like, oh, you're a whacked-out birther, you're crazy, you don't have any credibility at all. But this guy literally was committing criminal activity using the FBI as his weapon unconstitutional agency and apparently he almost had to know about it because it was designed as a counterintelligence operation and from what i can gather those all need the approval of the president of the united states and so we have uh, very likely uh, obama himself uh, initiating approving uh, the, the spy operation and and we know that there were not just two spies but uh, just recently it's come out that no 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 there were four at least now we know of four spies in and, the- and by the way that might not even be the end of it that's just all we know about 
That's all we know about for now. That's exactly right. Uh, this thing keeps getting worse the more uh, it gets exposed, and the uh, uh, the, the Democrats are just uh, uh, hoping that uh, somehow they can hang on to power because if if Nancy Pelosi loses the gavel uh, next year uh, after the November elections, uh, then they're likely to be in some real trouble because one maybe but the republicans didn't do anything last time they got in office either they promised us the world they failed literally on everything they um you you uh, went where i was uh, yeah i hate to say that but i don't have any confidence in the republicans taking the gavel back and having any accountability they didn't do it before we've given them uber chances i mean even the republican revolution in the 90s to the latest time we have seen republicans doing things that republicans have not done in the past and i'm not even talking about Trump. I'm talking about some of the guys in the Congress, Jim Jordan, uh, Meadows. Um, th- these are fellows that are actually fighting. And there's some others whose names don't come to me right off. But there's, there's a, a, a five or six members of the House that are really fighting. You got that right. When we come back, I want to get Kurt's take on this. I submit to you that they've literally weaponized these agencies. They were already criminal because they're not constitutional. But now they've literally weaponized them in your face to be judge, jury, and executioner against whoever they want, including the president. And now they come up with vague terms like, what? Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Hours after House Democrats announced two articles of impeachment against him, President Trump is speaking at a campaign rally in Hershey, Pennsylvania. He notes that Democrats announced agreement on a modified North American trade deal just about an hour after those impeachment articles were unveiled. They announced impeachment, and then an hour later... She announced that she's going to do USMCA. You know why? It's a huge deal. And it plays down the impeachment because they're embarrassed. 16-year-old Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg has been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. The announcement just being made, the activist having become the face of the climate change movement and the catalyst of a series of student-led strikes involving millions of people around the world over the past two years. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you're thinking about life insurance from low-cost term to business or estate coverage or perhaps a small policy to cover your final expenses, why spend more than you have to? Hi, I'm John David Wells from The Wells Report. Since 1986, AccuQuote has helped hundreds of thousands of folks save a fortune on their life insurance by quickly comparing the rates, features, and financial strength of dozens of top-rated life insurance products right over the phone. Want some examples? A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half-million-dollar 10-year level term policy for less than four. 45 bucks a month. Oh, you say you're 60? No problem. Under 120 bucks a month. 20 or 30 year terms. Even permanent plans are available. Okay, so you might have some health problems, huh? Lots of us do, but the experts at AccuQuote will still work with you to find the best affordable policy. To find out how much you can save, call AccuQuote today. 877-439-8830. That's 877-439-8830. 877-439-8830. AccuQuote. Call them today. Rates, policy, forms, and availability vary by state. 
Following calls for him to do so, Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg is revealing his client list from when he worked at a consulting firm, McKinsey and Company. He says he's glad the company did end up releasing him from a confidentiality agreement. One thing I care about is transparency and making sure that folks know everything they need to know about me, who I am, where I've come from, my story. The other thing is keeping my word. And when I say I'm going to do something, and especially when I sign my name to a legal document. Mayor Pete speaking to NBC there. He worked at the firm for three years, and during that time, clients included government agencies like the Department of Defense and EPA, as well as Best Buy and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. No Americans were hurt, but one person was killed and more than 60 people injured in an attack outside the main U.S. military base in Afghanistan hours ago. Two attackers blew up vehicles packed with explosives, while others sprayed gunfire at the base. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live. We're talking about the criminal enterprises known as the FBI and the IRS. And you could say, Sam, you're sure bold on this. Calling them criminal enterprises. Uh, but you know what? They've been weaponized against the people is the problem, folks. That's what happens when you allow unconstitutional agencies to prosper and flourish and give them virtually unlimited funding and then government secrecy on top of it. And then when they commit crimes and cr- commit criminal activity, you don't hold them account. You just simply go, oh, well, no harm, no foul. I know the FBI literally withheld exculpatory evidence on the president of the United States and one president spied on another and they got caught. And it's a scan. But you know what? They're the good guys. Remember, they're the good guy. What? Kurt. Well, you know, at least for any of those who want to say that you're being too, uh, what would they, uh, you know, too harsh or whatever. It's, you know, it reminds me of the people that want to call the illegal immigrants. They want to call them, uh, uh, what's the other phrase? Um undocumented uh, you know citizens i mean we got all these fancy pants uh, politically correct things you know like when you're when you're uh, basically committing treason like uh, nancy pelosi i guess you're just uh what would that be uh, you know traveling the world i don't know uh, but you know i mean uh, scripture at least i think is pretty uh announced and are pronounced in these things and tells us and then the last days good is called evil and evil is called good uh we've seen it time and time again i think our founding fathers would have just uh, you know said hey man you can't have high levels of government officials doing this kind of thing and have a country that's uh, safe and protected from uh, outsiders uh, i just don't see it and you know larry pratt brought up the uh, you know the number of uh, i mean the small number a few of the republicans uh, um, that seem to have a backbone uh, you know mark meadows and uh, company uh i think matt gates would be in there it might be one you were thinking of uh, but uh yeah. when you look at uh these uh guys that uh, seem to uh you know be willing to uh you know speak out instead well, Kurt, of just the standard uh 
you know, hey, uh, I don't want to upset anybody, you know. Kurt, you and I literally went to Washington, D.C. and sat and met with several of those congressmen uh, in the past in their offices. We had a whole meeting with five or six or seven congressmen, me, you, Richard Mack, and Larry Pratt, and a few others. And when we talked to them, they felt frustrated, too, that their hands were tied and that they're like, you know what, guys, I know you believe we should be doing more. And we agree with you, we should. But you know what? Believe it or not, there's so few of us. We're doing the very best we can. And that's kind of a point they made. And I think it's a critical point. Let me give you a couple other quick things to think about. It just got released from documents released under the Freedom of Information Act, revealed that the United States government, under several administrations, routinely and consistently lied about the progress of the war in Afghanistan over 18 years. This is according to the Washington Post. So when I say they're criminal enterprises, if we're lied to for over 18 years by three different administrations, on one hand, when it comes to foreign wars, and then here's what happens. Internationally, they basically say, hey, we got to arm everybody to the teeth. we got to train, arm, and fund war everywhere. Okay. And I say, I don't think we should. I don't think we should fund, train, or arm these foreign countries at all, but we do so. And then domestically, they say, oh, my goodness, something bad happened. We better disarm everybody. Wait a minute. Internationally, if it's okay to arm and train and fund everybody, why isn't it okay to do that domestically for the supposed good guys? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting the government should buy everybody a gun. What I'm saying is, how can it be uh, different? On one hand, internationally, you arm and train and fund to support the good guys against the bad guys. But in America, you disarm to supposedly, what, protect the good guy? I don't get it. Larry? Well, I think you put your finger on a, a uh, some, some double thinking uh, that has long been a real problem. And uh, the, uh, the notion that somehow we're better off and we're not able to defend ourselves is crazy. The places where they have the greatest levels of violence in our country, which are administered by Democrats who almost to a man and woman now support disarmament uh, of the American populace, those are the places where the crime rate is the highest and the most uncontrolled. Cities of Baltimore and New York and Chicago, where there's just an an antipathy uh, regarding the armed citizen. Uh, He needs to be controlled. Now, what we need is politician control, not gun control. Now, Donald seems to be conflicted on this, and I have to chalk it up to he's probably surrounded by the wrong people, and he means well, but he needs guys like Larry Pratt whispering in his ear, not the bureaucrats. So on one hand, on the campaign trail, Donald sees clearly, as an elected president, he seems to have lost his way. Here's the back-to-back sound bites from the Donald, then we'll talk about them. You know what a gun-free zone is to a sicko? That's bait. That's like gun-free zone. And then they walk in with whatever the hell they're carrying. And these five great soldiers, and I'm telling you, one of them was one of the most highly awarded one. He was super shot. Every He's not allowed to have a gun. All five are killed instantaneously. And you have other cases. Now, this is back before when he was on the campaign trail, the previous examples. Now we've had two literally uh, bases being attacked by thugs again. I will get rid of gun-free zones on schools, and you have to. And on military bases, my first day, it gets signed, okay? 
my first day. I wish that were true. He didn't do it. But we can always look at the first day as today, Donald. Uh, but now Donald has a kind of a different view now that he's elected here. Listen up. There's in the position or might take the firearms first and then go to court because that's another system because a lot of times by the time you go to court it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures uh, i like taking the guns early like take the guns first go through due process second that is a psychotic view take the guns first go through due process second they're literally attacking One thing the good guy can... at every turn one thing, though, that you can see is uh, now that he's uh, been in the presidency and had all this uh, pushback, if you will, uh, from the uh, judiciary, you know, the judges and lawyers, uh, you know, you can see why he kind of thinks that. Now, I I disagree I with his. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, almost every step he takes, he gets some. You know, judge that ought to be impeached, in my opinion, so many times. Well, then why doesn't he call uh, for their impeachment? Back. Well, I know that's that's the only thing you hear impeachment about is just impeach the president. What about impeaching all these, you know, wicked judges and lawyers? But, Larry, you I'm know, a little I, disappointed I, in the second it. statement. It's the first ones are right on. But, hey, take the guns first, due process second. By the time you've taken the gun, there is no due process, sir. We might begin, uh, hopefully, by trying to point out to him that, uh, well, he's wrong about the so-called red flag laws where they confiscate the guns and then go to court a week or two later to see if uh, that was the right thing to do. Um, uh, that's a situation involving individual domestic violence often. Um, what, what he had been talking about, and which is arguably something that you can deal with separately, not that I at all agree with the, the red flag law, but the the school zone still is bait, as he correctly described it uh, some time ago. Uh, the, the, the church or the school uh, or the office building, whatever it might be, where guns are prohibited for the good guys, that's bait for the bad guy. And I think we need to keep, uh, maybe we need a demonstration in front of the White House replaying some of his own words with his own voice and <laughs> saying, Let's put this up toward the top of the agenda now. We know that you've got a whole lot of things to do. Dealing with Nancy Pelosi is a full-time job, admitted. Uh, But these are things where people are dying. And let me be very clear. I don't play this to attack the president. I play this because I'm hoping that either President Trump and or his advisors, whoever's talking to President Trump, they can kind of go back and go, you know, there is a disparity here. Where do you really stand, Donald? Hey, you made a campaign promise. You're going to get rid of these gun-free zones first day for schools and for military bases. And especially when these two military bases just recently here in the last week and a half have been attacked. Um, Everybody's clamoring for gun control. But where's the guys to stand up and say, hey, let's not let any opportunity go to waste. Um, Donald promised this first day, so he missed it first day. So what? He's got his hands full. I agree with Larry Pratt on this. He's got his plate overflowing. But why don't we make today the first day? 
And why don't we say, you know what, there's a first day to work on everything, and today we're going to get rid of these gun-free zones. They're a disaster. Uh, more people have been killed since Donald talked about this the first time. It's time to take action so no more people are killed. This is something that Rand Paul and all the congressmen you mentioned and Mike Lee and, and all the gun owners in America could stand it. We could push hard on this. Yes. And, and it's a missed opportunity. I don't hear anybody talking about it, but yours truly, Larry. Well, I'm glad we are. It needs to be done. All right, hang tight. Quick pause. After the break, we got a whole lot more. Is anybody talking about this? This is an opportunity to get rid of gun-free zones, isn't it? But no one's mentioning it that I know of. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled N-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. I think it's critical we speak out and we say, hey, more people are dead in these gun-free zones. We need to get rid of them, Donald, and we need to support the president in getting this done. I know the president's got his plate full, but we can push something to the top of the plate if we use our greater numbers of good, honest gun owners of America, if you will. Uh, And I think that's what needs to happen right here. We can't let this opportunity go to waste is the point, Larry. Well, you know, that's a very good way to put it. Uh, uh, as much as I don't uh, enjoy uh, thinking about Saul Alinsky, he uh, did have a point that when you have a moment of opportunity, uh, that's when you should push for what it is you've been trying to accomplish. And for us, we've been trying to get rid of gun-free zones for the longest time, and I think many Americans, including the starting with the president, recognize that gun-free zones uh, have produced the opposite of what they were intended to produce. They haven't been successful in keeping people safe. On the contrary, they've been bait, as the president put it, 
for bad guys. And uh, we've got to uh, maybe <laughs> I'm thinking about this. It would be good to have uh, a mobilization of Americans and gun owners in particular uh, based on the fact that uh, we don't want to be bait. Boy, howdy. Not only do we not want to be bait, but whatever international ideas they have is good for domestic. So they want to arm and train and, and fund, uh, you know, around the world, this ability to defend oneself. We always want to defend the good guys with these things. And what about domestically, Kurt? Don't you think it's interesting, Sam and Larry, how uh, these so-called experts about, like, global warming and all that are going to trot out all these scientists and stuff, and yet when it comes to the whole gun thing, they don't want to trot out uh, John Lott um, and, uh, you know, more guns, less crime, and all his uh, data and stuff, because the fact is um, people are safer when there's more of them, and that just really messes up that whole uh, UN thing where they got the uh, gun with the the barrel twisted around, you know, there, and they've got that deal. Uh, you know, they just have this miss, well, this belief that, uh, and they're lying to themselves uh, that if they can just get rid of the guns, everybody will be safe. The only thing is, they'll be the only ones with the guns. Well, and they know the truth on this, don't they, Larry? They know the truth. Well, I, I certainly think some of them do. There, I, I, I've met those that are just kind of off in la-la land and uh, think that the, the unicorns will take over if, uh, if we get rid of the guns. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the leadership uh, uh, of these movements know exactly uh, what's going on, that they're playing uh, their base with this issue uh, as a way of accomplishing the disarmament, which then allows them to oppress not just the, their enemies uh, to the right of them, but even their own base, uh, uh, people who uh, were innocently thinking that things will just be so much nicer if we get rid of the guns. And when that, of course, doesn't happen and they start objecting, uh, we know from the history, uh, particularly of the Soviet Union, those were some of the first people to be executed by Lenin. Uh, we're just not going to tolerate you reminding us of what we were saying. <laughs> um, here's what I find interesting about this right to keep and bear arms discussion. Uh, the Republicans were on the, the cusp of passing um, constitutional carry uh, across the country, or at least what they call, what is it, reciprocity? Is that how they call it? There was a reciprocity, reciprocity movement, to, yeah. or, or better put, recognition, so that uh, each state would recognize whatever gun laws were in other states. So if uh, you come from a state where constitutional carry was the law in that state, then wherever you went in the United States, uh, you would take that constitutional carry with you, even as you take your driver's license from your state to any other state in the country. Now, the Republicans were really close to getting that cranked up. I don't understand what happened. I know you could say, well, Sam, they lost and they don't have the votes now, but they had a long time to get that done. And I don't see that they've done it. The states have done more for gun rights uh, than the feds have done. Uh, and somehow people believe that your gun rights don't extend to the states. Some people believe the states don't have to follow the Bill of Rights. I disagree with that view. But nevertheless, the debate's on. 
Larry? The debate, you know, um, and uh, your point, I think, is uh, worth emphasizing. The states really have done more to advance uh, the freedom of individuals and particularly the right to keep and bear arms than they have at the federal level. The Republicans at the federal level, uh, and, and you and I are talking about a period before um, Donald Trump became president. I'm hoping that he's given some psychological lessons uh, to these Republicans that you, you can fight because you actually can win. Don't buy into this, uh, uh, oh, it's always been done this way. You can never win. Just sit back and be quiet, and uh, it won't be quite as bad if you don't object to anything. Uh, and what they're seeing with Donald Trump, who is a born disruptor, is that, uh, yeah, it agitates the other side. The Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's of the world go crazy. Uh, but in fact, uh, you can advance your agenda if you're willing to just let that incoming uh, you're a terrible person kind of rhetoric bounce off of you and you keep moving, uh, you uh, will get things done. And I think that's what Trump has shown as a general rule. And uh, we need to remind him that he needs to get rid of the bait, as he said he was going to do. Um, I, 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 I'm even prepared to think that uh, Trump just hasn't thought that much about it because he's got so many things that are exploding all around him. Well, and one of the things that one of the things that Donald needs is he needs to know what issues we provide the massive support for. Our greater numbers are key here, ladies and gentlemen. And if we don't support the president in something, look, he's only one man and we can't hold him responsible for a promise that we don't double down quadruple down to help him keep kurt well the one thing that made me think of when you were saying how come uh, you know the republicans don't seem to get this done or whatever uh, you know made me think of our uh, well our one of our great mentors uh, jerry hughes uh, who larry pratt knows as well uh, you know the uh great gentleman would always remind us that um, typically these parties use these particular items, whether it's the right to bear arms or whatever, you know, the Second Amendment, to raise funds. And if they really fixed this problem, or in other words, addressed this issue and made it so that the reciprocity was going on and the uh, Second Amendment really was enforced, you could say, uh, then hey maybe they wouldn't get the bucks in when they when they uh, said that they would fix it but they never did well they're almost there larry they're almost to get it done buddy one more election cycle one more uh, i'm just telling you if you put a dollar into this campaign we're going to get it done this time we're going to be over the wall this time buddy well and i i think the um uh, that that has been uh, all too frequently something that was happening, uh, but I think now we've hopefully got the possibility of a new paradigm that if you fight, you can win. And uh, one thing you don't have to worry about: uh, there'll still be plenty of opportunity to engage in defense of basic freedoms. We're never going to get to a point in this country, not with the people of, who are like Nancy Pelosi that we're not going to get to the point where, uh, okay, you won, the Constitution is back,
back in the saddle. I, I guess we just all go home and uh, uh, attend to our businesses and leave people alone. Um, now, the, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world cannot keep their hands off what other people are doing. They're, they're nags. They've got to be telling us what to do, or they don't think they've had a day worthwhile. And so uh, we can assure those uh, who saw the Second Amendment or the pro-life issue or whatever it might have been as a way of raising money and getting political power, uh, the battles are not going to go away. Remember what the founders said. Uh, many of them were fond of saying that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. And what that means is we're always going to have people making a grab for our liberty. So don't worry, guys, the fight's never going to end, but we can certainly be fighting from a better, sounder uh, position than we have been in the past. And that's why I bring this up, not to attack Donald because he missed a promise. Look, it's easy to promise things. It's very hard when you get in there and see how hostile and abusive and criminalistic the swamp really is. Uh, what I want to do is rally the support for President Trump, and then we can bring it up and say, what an opportunity. Let's go to work. And if we join the president and go to work, that's what it's going to take. By the way, did you hear about the reporter that got groped? On live TV, she said, you violated me. I guess this runner in a race ran by and grabbed her body there. And uh, did you hear about that? I did not. All right. Then they say they got to create accountability. The, the you know TV networks are going to help this this reporter you know to do whatever she wants to do, and they're going to go after the runner. Thank heavens that everything is photoed. They know who it is, and they're going to get him. My response is they need to arrest everybody in the NBA, don't they? Well, when you said that uh, she got groped, uh, a drive-by groping, I was thinking, but I thought Epstein was dead. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but there's a bunch Bill of Clinton Epstein's buddies Bill Clinton's you know. Bill Clinton's still on the loose. Yes, that's right. But again, this highlights another point, though. Literally, Bill Clinton allegations of blatant rape and women wanting to go to court and everything else. Where's the Me Too movement on that? This is what I mean. Hillary's free. Lois Lerner's free. Barack Obama's free. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi's free. And they have literal criminal acts that we can point to. But there's nobody. Who's going to do the arresting, Larry? Well, it certainly won't be Joe Biden, because he's been a serial groper. Um, and he uh, it just seems to be something that uh, the liberal establishment excuses, because he's one of them. Uh, oh, well, that's just Joe. That's just the way he is. No harm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they just excuse away. Um, there's no accountability for these kinds of things. Well, there you have it. The good news is that the NFL player... I guess uh, the Chicago Bears, Khalil or Khalil Mack is his name. I guess he uh, helped a bunch of families in Florida, and he paid off all the layaways, and he's he's basically playing Santa for Christmas. And we're hoping folks are going to pay that forward. We need more of that. And we also talked yesterday about the new exhibit. Uh, it's the Creation Museum. They spent five point five million dollars in upgrades, including a four D video theater. And a planetarium under construction. So there are good people doing good things, to your point, Larry. And it's true. We'll always have to battle for freedom. What we want to do is rally the troops and point the way to go. Absolutely.
uh, uh, with the encouraging thought that, you know what, we can win many of these battles if we just go and fight something which we haven't been encouraged to do. And I think, in part, it's because some of these cynical Republicans, I think of people like Bob Dole and uh, many others of his ilk, uh, were not interested in victory. Uh, So um, maybe we've got a little bit different playing field now. Well, certainly we do if we demand it, sir, because our greater numbers can take the day if we let it. We need more people engaged in the sacred cause of liberty. That's what this broadcast is all about. Larry Pratt, my friend, Godspeed. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. A Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family, sir. And to you. Thank you. There he goes. Larry Pratt doing a phenomenal job as always. Look, folks, I'm not attacking the president. I'm telling you where we need to work to help him keep his campaign promises. If we get to work, we can say another campaign promise kept. How's that? We declare this nation shall endure.